morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. This is behind the scenes of our best days. My name is John. My name is Arvin. This is October 2022 in which we are recording uh, this. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is season four. Yeah. Episode um, nine. Ep- yes. And we are so grateful <laughs> to be with you guys. And those of you who have just joined us, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for on being digital. here. Thank you for digitally being here. We actually feel you. Not yeah. in a weird way, like don't no. call the cops on us. We just have we photos feel, of all of you we, yeah, behind the camera. With like red yarn <laughs> attaching each one. Like yeah, a CSI. six degrees. It's Kevin Bacon in the middle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why is Kevin Bacon in the middle? Have you heard the six degrees of Kevin Bacon? What? It's every single, they, I don't know. It's every person on the planet knows Kevin Bacon within six people. <gasps> If you guys don't know who Kevin Bacon is, like everyone knows someone who knows. He's an actor. He's yeah, a, uh, Footloose, yeah, from Footloose, uh, Crazy Stupid Love, Trimmers. Uh, yeah, uh, Bacon. Uh, his yeah. family is the Bacon. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'd be amazing, right? They just <laughs> okay. So, anyways, yeah. But um, yes, this podcast is about the behind the scenes of throughout Victory Church. Victory Church is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. There's five entities. There's a camp, a college, a Christian school. Um, a church and then a dream center That's in which right. we do local outreaches. And then we have our global outreaches with um, over, we have over 2000 Bible schools yeah. throughout the world. And it's really Crazy. amazing. I mean, some of the Bible schools have six students in them and they're connected to a church, but then some of them have like over a hundred. Yeah. It's pretty Anyways, wild. So the whole reason victory has been around for over 40 years and we exist for love, acceptance, and forgiveness. That's what we say that our place is. But we also exist to send people out into the world. That's right. And sometimes as we post on social media, people say, oh, um, things you guys must be crushing it. You guys must be killing it. <laughs> and they say it like that. <laughs> they voice record they their voice comment. They voice record it. And then they send it. <laughs> In reality, um, there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes. Not right. so good. Um, and then some really good things. Some of the best and parts are behind the scenes. that's what this podcast is about. That's right. The most beautiful things in life are things that have pain, stupidity, mm-hmm. um, laughing at yourself. Yeah. Critical. Right. Um, things that stink. Yeah. And then things that are great. The things that force you to change. Yeah. Yes. To grow. And so anyways, if you're listening or watching this, then that means you are someone that wants to seek to understand, wants to continue to evolve. Okay. So right now we are in the month of October and I just want to break down October. If you are someone who is a believer or maybe you grew up a Christian, mm-hmm. how are you a Christian and you celebrate Halloween? Well, you have to even just introduce the idea that, uh, there is the, I'm sure everyone listening knows this, but churches, at least when I was growing up, yes, would not celebrate it. Yes. So you would have, instead of Halloween, we had at the church I grew up at before we got to victory, uh, and I'm sure it happened here too, Hallelujah Nights. Not Halloween. Hallelujah. You get the Christian pun, Hallelujah Night, and the kids could dress up in any costume. Except for witches. And yeah, you could, yeah, there was a list that you'd take home to mom the Wednesday take night before. A list, <laughs> listen, at church, yeah. they would give out a list. List. Yeah. You can't dress up as this. Yeah, you can't How would that go war. over today? I'm, I don't know. Literally, we stand at the doors at yeah. Victory and we go, we have bouncers. Hey, Fan Fest is, is next weekend. Your yeah. kid can dress up except for in these yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Witches and oh my gosh. secular and characters. I remember be going to Hallelujah Night growing up. Yeah. And the stink <laughs> eye I would give as an eight year old to a kid who came dressed as a ghost. <laughs> 
I was but like, they would do say, you realize it's the Holy that Ghost. we do not battle against flesh and blood? We battle against you. <laughs> this is you are the principality. <laughs> you are demon. <laughs> no, yeah. the judgy, the yeah. judgment that would wash over yeah. me if I saw anyone in a witch hat. And yeah. I'm like, I bet your parents smoke cigarettes too. <laughs> <laughs> guys if you've never listened it's a to whole this, thing it, it's 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 kind of a joke but basically i have kids they dress up um yeah throughout the month of october my kids want to move their birthdays to october that's how much because, they love it wow. because there's candy yeah. and then there's costumes right and for some reason i'm like why aren't we dressing up more months out of the year? yeah absolutely like why can't my kid be a ninja turtle and don't even <laughs> so another thing we could make this whole podcast today about things that we couldn't do growing up so yeah. i yeah. grew up in a sheltered home same same okay oh yeah 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 bomb Both shelter of our parents <laughs> yeah pastors very much so my yeah. parents founding uh pastors of victory arvin's parents grew up pastors but not just pastors your parents got radically saved yeah they have this whole story muslim yeah. yeah they were muslim in iran moved to the united states several iranian churches throughout the country and the world and that was the but we were in Tulsa, so it was a big ministry and then, and then you shelter. Guys have a TV ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, anyways, so like growing up, we grew up with you can't watch X Men because they have superpowers and yeah. they're not angels. Yeah. You can't watch Ninja Turtles because they evolved from ooze and yeah. that is reincarnation. That's right. It's not real. Everything was absolute bonkers. For sure. For sure. In hindsight, yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, it's cringy. Why were we super saved? Yeah. And then Safe you go plus. through the scene to whenever you like, you fast forward that. And then I remember whenever I was 18 and I got out of my house and I was in, I was going to college. Yeah. Guys would be like, it would be like on a regular night. I made a commitment, a pact. I was like, I'm going to watch every movie I wasn't allowed to watch. Right. Oh, yeah. And so I would be watching Ninja Turtles as a 19-year-old <laughs> and like completely mind blown. Amazing. And being like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. And all my friends were like, why are you watching Ninja Turtles? Yeah. And I'm like, because it's so good. And they're like, why are you watching rom-coms with Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah <laughs> Michelle Gellar? Yeah. You know, like yeah, she's yeah. all that. Yeah. Or 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Never was allowed to watch Movies them. that are like 10 years old by then. Movies that are 10 years old. And I'm like, guys, oh my goodness. Have you... <laughs> you seen pretty in pink and then they're like um what yeah like, that that's old bro yeah and i'm like i'm just now discovering it yeah because yeah. i wasn't allowed to right right and so i went i the pendulum swung yeah and now i i hopefully i'm finding a, a good you know yeah a good of course ground. yeah you know wasn't allowed to watch goosebumps right no same yeah i had a thing though say it because i had an immigrant family and so i spoke better english than my parents so I could finagle my way into watching At, stuff. How old were you when you realized you could manipulate your parents? I was four years old. <gasps> what? <laughs> I was so, yeah, it started with movies and shows and then I got really so good. How at, would you say it? I would just be like, oh, I'm going to, I, well, I convinced them I would watch so much TV that I would convince them to put a TV in my room. So I had a, we had this three bedroom house and How one of the rooms, them? I was like, never. oh, uh, if you guys are going to have guests over a lot, you know, they're Persian. So they have a lot of friends over all yes. the time. So I'd be like, oh, I, I, I can just put it. So they get me this cheap little, you know, those TVs that had a VCR in it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I had one of those in my room. I got cable in my room. And then I would close the door and I'd watch MTV, BET, all the stuff. So I would go over to, so I have a grandma who still works at Victory. She's 96 years old. Yeah. Grand Grand. Yeah. I would ask my parents if we could go over to her house, but Grand Grand always worked in her yard. Yeah. While Grand Grand was working in her yard, I would binge BET. <laughs> and I would memorize dances. I love it. And then the finally at the first day, and that was another thing. 
dancing led to sex whenever that's right. I was like, so I, I wasn't that's allowed right. to go to dances because that was the thought. Yeah, that was the thought. It was very Legit. defensive. It was absolutely bonkers. Yeah. And so anyways, so when I first started going, when I, my first dance, I remember I started dancing and people were like, what are you doing? And I was like, I've only watched Shaky Tail Feathers from, from Nelly. <laughs> and then they were like, what? And I was like, well, P. Diddy did. And then they're like, they're like, it's a cha-cha what? slide, John. <laughs> yeah. Literally, they're like, you don't know how to do the cha-cha slide? You can't slide. do one hop this time? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know how to do the house party like, dance. Let me go, see your group. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so God. anyways, yeah. I so. So unique. And maybe some of you are like, I don't even know what's going on. And then some of you. You know, yeah. that you got to do the sneaky fast, like when you pull your car in the driveway, yeah. you changed the radio setting mm -hmm. from whatever secular radio station yeah. it was to the Christian radio station. Right. So that way, if your parents ever moved your car, they yeah. would be like, oh, look, he's listening to worship. Yeah. And then at home, you had a you had the remote in your hand. So that way when your parents walked in the room, you could immediately change it from home improvement. Yeah. Because you couldn't watch home improvement yeah. because the boys talk back to their parents and we don't want you talking back to us. That's right. You couldn't watch the Simpsons because Bart Simpson was also disobedient. Right. And we don't want to have disobedience in our home. Yeah. So you would immediately change it mm -hmm. to literally, my, I remember my dad walking in and I changed it and he goes, you're watching Kenneth Copeland? <laughs> You go, this is great. Your I go, Bible's open. And I'm like laughing. I'm like, ha, ha. He's so, he's a funny guy. He gets guy. it. This guy he gets, gets it. it. <laughs> That's funny. But I was trying to not let my dad watch, see that I was watching Transformers. Did your remote have a last channel button? No, but you told me this. Yes, there's a button. I've By the time I was around, there was a button where you could hit like channel 25. Which, let's say it's TBN. Ours was 17. TBN's on 17. MTV's on 39. So you go to 17, then you go to 39, and then as soon as the, the, you can hear their footsteps approaching your bedroom door, you hit last, it turns to TBN, they walk in. The remote's out of my hand by then. You throw the remote. Oh, well, I had enough oh. time. I just put it down, and I was sitting there very... This is how I'm an actor now. I would just sit there still, and they're like, Holding wow, the this is great. Are you watching the fundraiser, the telethon? Are you watching the telethon? I'd be like, with, Benny Heen is killing the, it right Billy now. He's doing <laughs> The Gaithers actually sound good right now. <laughs> And yeah. then they're like, we could have sworn we heard Papa Roach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So anyway, but it's just such a unique month. And all of that kind of comes up behind the scenes, sure. whether if you if you grew up in that. Yeah. And then, um, you know, but in reality, at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> we want to do things that honor God. And the Bible is totally. still what we build our life upon. But my kids are going to dress up. Yeah. And have fun. And if you think we're worshiping the devil, um, I don't answer to you. Yeah, so anyways, exactly. uh, you can always no longer listen to us and unsubscribe. <laughs> uh, but um, yes. So there was a show. Are you afraid of the dark? I remember that. Yeah. And it was on Nickelodeon. Yeah. And they would all gather around this campfire with this really cool couch. Yeah. And then they would they would sprinkle this dust like a couple of teenage witches. <laughs> they sprinkle this dust in this campfire and it would turn colors. There you go. And now it's time for Are You Afraid of the yeah. Dark? You know, and it would change color. And then they would tell a spooky story, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, but then I think about it. <laughs> this seems to be a pretty intense segue. But what is like, why are we afraid of the dark? The dark times of our lives, mm. the dark behind the scenes, you know. And I think that like we were just talking through and I, I'm going to jump tracks right now yeah. to something way more serious. Um, but, uh, you know, to a really quick jerk segue, 
in this in this day in life within behind the scenes of a ministry we've heard more and more um, people who are in ministry step down yeah. or leave the church the last couple of years, the yeah. last couple of years. And yeah. they, and they've said things like I'm burned out mm-hmm. or they've just been through so much different traumatic things specifically yeah. since COVID. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, you know what deuces I'm out. So yeah. instead of today, like, how are you afraid? Like, are you afraid of the dark? My question is how do you stay encouraged in the dark? That's good. You know, absolutely. And I feel like what better month to talk about it than, you know, in the spooky season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do you stay encouraged in the dark? Yeah. One thing that I that I realized is that and and we've talked about this before, is that um, in the be- like God cr- did his greatest creation in the dark. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you, those of you who feel like you're walking through a dark season right now, remember in Genesis, God created out of the dark yeah so my question is what do you think and what are you believing that god is creating within you yeah within this dark season of yeah, your life yeah. in fact so many people are like when you're in the dark just look for the light i think you can actually find your light in mm-hmm. the dark mm-hmm. because in the dark seasons of your life yeah the behind the scenes of those types of things you really have to do internal investigation and look at yourself and be like okay who am I? Mm. Everything starts from identity. Right. And whenever you realize who you are, um, you know, you live from the inside out. Mm-hmm. And so you can actually, there is a version of yourself, mm-hmm. all of those who are listening and watching, there's a version of yourself that exists mm-hmm. that you can, even in the mundane or even in the dark seasons of your life, that as you look inward, mm-hmm. we are we are made in the image of God. So there is everything that everything that we need god has put on the inside of us yeah um yes we look to the word it's a lamp unto our feet Mm -hmm. um and a light unto our path and that can be the light Mm -hmm. you know but also there's things on the inside of you Mm -hmm. that that god begins to bring to the surface in those in those times you know we were talking about yesterday um, you know we we do a after after the weekend we do like a recap meeting Mm mm-hmm and Arvin kind of leads it because he's over our live production and we have our campuses in there, yeah. our worship team in there. And it was unique how certain people talked about certain things. And um, and in one of the instances, our Tulsa Dream Center guy, he was talking about in one of our meetings yesterday, he was talking about, man, it's just really tough. There was a shooting that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually several shootings mm-hmm. that happened this last weekend. This last weekend, there was five homicides in the city of Tulsa, wow. and they were unrelated. Wow. Sometimes when there's five deaths, it's like a related thing. A single thing, responsible. But it yeah. was five unrelated homicide events yeah. happening in our city. Yeah. Now, if you are a church, you now mm-hmm. become the lighthouse yeah. within a dark yeah. That, it, within the dark time. Yeah. You saw, we saw during 9-11, churches grew. Sure. During certain things. I believe this yeah. is that in the day and age we're living in, the yeah. world is getting darker and darker. Yeah, definitely. And so it shouldn't discourage you. Right. If you're a believer, mm-hmm. it should encourage you yeah. that, oh my goodness, I am more necessary now mm-hmm. than I ever have been. Yeah. That I have to be exactly who I am because exactly who you are is the light that the world needs. That's right. Yeah, I think the reason when we talk about the dark, like it's a metaphor, the reason yeah, people get scared of it uh, is because it's just uncertain. Like uncertain. During, during the daytime, so a dark period doesn't necessarily mean 
uh, only at nighttime. It mm. could also mean like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know, you know, because you can fill the uncertainty gap with uh, the worst fear that you might have. If you're walking around late at night and you're like, what if someone jumps out from behind this alley or mm. what if some, you know, well, that's a small microcosm of what you feel in your life. Like what if bad events happen? What if this and that? I only, I think about how in Genesis, God said there was day and there was night and he called it good. And that, mm, like what you said, good. that he created everything out of, uh, it was like there was nothing and he said, let there be light. And so I think the thing that removes uh, fear of the uncertain is, is actual wisdom, insight, and understanding. And Isaiah, it says that. So if you can go wait, in. Wait, the, hold on. Say that again. So guys, this is a scripture from the Bible. Yeah, it's so Isaiah 11 when he's describing the attributes of Jesus. He says he's in the spirit of wisdom, insight, understanding, wisdom, counsel, insight. Mind. And understanding. Mm-hmm. So that means if he listed them, that means that they're different. Yeah, they are. They, you can distinguish between them and they all combine to work in toward Ooh. like the, what, what God's intending for each person. And so uh, and there's more to it. There's like six or seven of them. They're really great. But the point I'm making is that you're afraid of the dark if you have no awareness of what God's trying to do with it. Mm. But as you get to know God better, as you, I mean, it applies to every relationship. As you get to know somebody better, you understand how they steward the good things in their life and how they steward the difficult things in their life. And if you meet someone who only cares about the good things in life and does not try to grow through difficult seasons, that's usually a very shallow person. Yeah. Like you don't want to be around them much personally, uh, and that, I mean, I'm, I, I want to stay away from it. Like famous people, like they could be deep. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. But the idea is they, they're chasing the limelight. They want to be famous. They like want to be celebrity. seen. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But what I, the, the point I want to make is if, if there was a, uh, I think when you tell God, you want to really know him is when he allows you to experience something dark and, uh, if you will go to him with whatever that is, then you're preparing yourself to be able to steward something in the light as well. Mm. So if I speak practically, I'm saying if you can consecrate negative circumstances to God, you're being prepared to steward positive circumstances. Because if you don't experience that, and you have positive circumstances in your life, you will actually turn them into dark, negative circumstances. You're a darkness factory until you learn how to steward it correctly. You're a darkness factory until you learn how to steward it correctly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really good. So, you know, that, and so obviously with the month of, with the month of October and people like lean into fear, I was, someone told me that like, why is the most like the scary movies make the most money and they make the most like if you yeah um like uh they just crank out scary movies more than they do any other type of movies yeah and i was like man why is that like people are fearful but then someone said that uh scary movies help you process grief that's right yeah, and I was like, break that down. What do you think? Yeah, I remember reading about it because I had a roommate uh, just after college who every day he'd come home from work and he hated his job and he would watch American Horror Story. He'd watch these terrifying shows. And I was never a fan of horror, but I was like, I'm going to investigate this. And so as I read about it, learned about it, it made sense to me that if a person has had or wherever a person has had 
trauma in their life where it was like uncertainty and I imagined the worst thing that could happen and then the worst thing happened. There's trauma there. Uh, the ability to watch something that triggers fear and then is okay still makes them feel like they have a semblance of control over their own trauma. Wow. So it, it, I realized the people that I knew that loved horror the most had a lot of untouched trauma in their life. And this was their natural way of making peace with like, okay, now I'm adrenaline intense and I'm scared. And then, okay, there, you know, it's fine. I'm good. I'm still okay, in my good. The life. Movie ended. Right. And that's the thing about all of them. So they sent, there's like actually a, a joy that comes with that. So I still am not a fan of, of horror stuff, to be honest, but I understand it. I understand where it comes from and why it's there. Not all of it, obviously. Some of it's just people like to do weird stuff for the sake of doing weird stuff. Yeah. But the point I'm making is that uh, people want to have control over fear as opposed to being controlled by it. And it makes sense to me that people watch stuff for that reason. So I actually think it's an opportunity in the next 10, 15, 20 years for the church to engage uh, people who are fascinated with that kind of stuff uh, without being the bouncer at the door, being like, you can't wear that, you can't do that, you can't. Uh, and instead engaging that person being like, I bet there's some trauma here that you're trying to heal and you don't know how. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a really big thing is that at the end of the day, it's fear of the unknown. How many of you, I'm going to ask a question and it's a little rhetorical because I can't see if you guys yeah, raised your hands. it's 100% rhetorical. <laughs> <laughs> um, but how many of you guys have fear of the unknown? Yeah. Or let's start off with this. What are you most afraid of? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Arvin, what are you, you most afraid of? Yeah, I was going to say, do you want us to answer? And then and you ask me. Sure. I'm most afraid of uh, the sum of my life work not being what God had in mind. That I, I, whether I succeed or fail, that I, if I succeed, Bob Goff had a really good way of summarizing it. I'm scared of succeeding at what doesn't matter. I'm scared of succeeding yeah. at what doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my worst fear. Man. What about yours? My worst fear is, my worst fear is to be just like everyone else. Ah, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if it has to do with your Enneagram or whatever, but sure. I think that um, growing up, it was like, do this, do that, yeah. do this, do that. And I think, I don't know how I'm wired or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I really, really want a life of significance. Yeah. And sometimes I don't want to be that person who is like, I'm not like the other guys. I'm different. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But I, I truly do want to be significant and i know that yeah part of it is being set apart and you can't really be set apart unless if you're different Mm -hmm. so sometimes i make decisions Mm -hmm. because i'm like oh no wait everyone is doing that right i want to do this because everyone is doing that yeah you know so that's probably not a healthy reason that's probably not a healthy way to make decisions it's good to be aware of it but i'm aware of it it's good yeah and so i'm able to ask myself john are you making this decision just so you can be different mm-hmm. or are you making this decision because you truly believe it's the greatest decision right, right, because right. that's at the end of the day i there's now yeah. ripple effects from my decisions cuz i got 3 kids yeah absolutely you know what i mean absolutely. i got 3 kids and i have responsibilities totally. um you know here at the church and i uh, feel like i have a purpose and a calling here mm-hmm. so yeah i feel like that is my 
that's my fear because I'm like, am I afraid of being alone the rest of my life? Not really. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm afraid. Yeah. I asked, you know, I asked the thing, am I afraid yeah. that everyone will leave me? Um, no, I would, I would be sad if everyone left me. Sure. But I'm not afraid of it. Am right. I afraid of dying? No. But I am afraid of being like everyone else. That's fascinating. Isn't that weird? Absolutely. Well, I don't know if it's weird. It's not weird. Yeah. I think it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that as you guys are honest with yourself, this is what I believe. I think that the one thing you don't want to do, the one thing that is very dangerous is to lie to yourself. Yeah. I believe lying to yourself is still a sin. Totally. But some people are like, oh, but I'm really big in integrity and I, I always do the right thing. And I'm like, yeah, but you lie to yourself yeah. saying that what you're doing is you're right. You change the definition it. of right. You change yeah. the definition of something yeah. like people um, who leave a um, they leave their job and they're like, well, God has called me here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oop, don't lie to yourself. Right. You just don't like your boss. Right. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. When I say lie to yourself, yeah, yeah, or people yeah. are like, yeah. Um, so and, and then there's something very simple as in like, oh, I look cute in this hat. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> don't lie to yourself. Your hair is great. You don't right. need that hat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just big scarecrow no. hat. Um, <laughs> I, I know that's very tacky no, and practical. Just, it's a great example. But I even example. think small things like yeah. lying to yourself is still lying to you. It's yeah. still lying. And it's rooted. Can I say this? Say it. It's rooted in a fear that if you told yourself the truth, it would be the thing you're terrified of. If I told myself the truth, it would be that I'm ugly. If I told myself when beneath that fear, there is the reality of you. This is why uh, Hebrews 4 says the word of God is stronger than sharper than any sharp knife. It exposes this is my <gasps> favorite scripture. It exposes who we really are. It cuts to the bone. Yeah. It strikes between uh, your thoughts and attitudes and emotions deep in your soul. So it's like there's this initial fear of what if I'm not, what if I am like everybody else? What if my life doesn't amount to anything and it doesn't matter? And then beneath all that, there is this other programming God has put in there that his word will expose that requires the work of digging through and excavating your own soul and if you don't do that then you're going to feel the fear you have about what about this of me what if this is true about me and then the thing that makes it dangerous and permanent is lying to yourself yeah so you lie to yourself and you just go no the there's no and problem it's almost like and it's almost like whenever you are extremely tired and you drink coffee and you drink coffee sure did you know that coffee doesn't wake you up it actually blocks receptors that tell you that you're tired that's wild to me so coffee actually doesn't wake you up it blocks a certain thing in your brain that says you're tired it helps you lie to yourself it helps you lie to yourself that's and that's amazing coffee is a great example because then you can fill that back in with what do you use to lie to yourself (gasps) oh guys i hope y'all are taking (laughs) notes right now (laughs) yeah yeah, absolutely. Like No, because that's what we're talking about behind the scenes of the dark. That's so interesting. Man. Behind the scenes of the dark, there is truth. Now, here's the thing. Truth will hurt, but it's never meant to harm. Right. I'm going to say that again. Yeah. This is a line from The Secret Gift, Christmas 2021. That's right. The truth may hurt, but it's never meant to harm. Yeah. Sometimes someone else telling you the truth won't cut it. Yeah. You got to you have you to have tell to yourself it. the yeah. truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at, and and in that way, at the end of the day, you're like, okay, at least I know that this is a solid foundation 
that I can build on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, like building on the rock and the sand, building on lying to yourself. That's building on the sand. Yeah. Yeah. But on the truth, it's like, like the word, it exposes everything. Mm-hmm. It's behind the scenes of the dark. Mm-hmm. It gets to the root of everything. And you're like, I just did heart surgery. And at the end of the day, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. I have radical acceptance. It doesn't mean that I approve of it, but I accept this. Okay. Now where to build from, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what to do. Yeah. And then you look at all the other branches of your life, where you work, mm-hmm. how you eat and exercise, yeah. your morning routine, your nighttime routine before mm-hmm. you go to bed. All of those things are branches mm-hmm. of, yeah. of that identity of how you see yourself. Yeah. And so anyway, so the whole thing about today is to go back to the behind the scenes of your dark. Mm-hmm. If you go back there mm-hmm. and you invite God in it, yeah, there are some really beautiful things that can come of it. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be painful, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. the truth stings, but it also sets you free. Totally. totally. And so, anyways, so like how to stay so and and how we can wrap up is how do I stay encouraged in the dark? Yeah. How do I stay encouraged in the dark? Is to continue to go back that. Yeah. There is that promise. It's like a check that don't bounce. Yeah. That God can turn all things. Yeah. For your good. Victory as a church has walked through a lot of transition. Um, the city of Tulsa, the the murder rates are the highest that they've been in nine years. Wow. Um, there is there is people in pain. Yeah. And then there are ministries that have gone through yeah. transitions and pain. And some of you guys are aware of these um, celebrity pastors that have had um, different types of failures and sure. certain types of things. Not celebrity, but just well-known, well-known pastors. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or someone who is a boss or someone who is a celebrity shows their true colors and then everyone yeah. jumps on them only to realize that mm-hmm. we're all humans and Every day we have to be reminded not to live out of our dark, mm-hmm. not to live out of our insecurities, yeah. not to live out of our lying to ourselves. Yeah. That, that really something that is difficult and dark at the, at the root of it, oh man, there is an evolution, a transformation sure. that God can do and have in us. And that hope yeah. actually gives you, yeah. um, uh, it, it gives you hope in the dark. And this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say this. It says this, without a vision, people perish. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you this is that, um, uh, so if you are in the dark season, find a vision. Mm-hmm. And we just had an incredible psychologist come and speak at mm-hmm. Victory. His name is Dr. Jantz. He helped save my life in the darkest season of my life during my divorce. Amazing. It was like super awful. I went to this place called the Center of Hope. Mm-hmm. He started the Center of Hope many years ago. It's a live-in uh, like mental hospital yeah. where you're there uh, six days. Your only day off is Sunday and it's from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's just a super intense thing. Yeah. But his whole goal is, is that there is a, and he's a spirit filled psychologist, which you don't meet a whole lot of people that are really, really smart. Yeah. Um, that also base their whole life on the Bible and faith and filled with the, and he's filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Super awesome. So I want you guys to Google Dr. Jantz. Yeah. J-A-N-T-Z. Brilliant dude, but also Holy Spirit guy. But he's also a science guy. Um, he said this, that they base their, their, um, all of their things with this foundational scripture is that 
that God says um, in Jeremiah mm-hmm. that I I have a plan for you. Yeah. And um, a future hope of expectation. And then he says, hope is always connected to a plan. Mm-hmm. If you do not have a plan, then yeah. you won't have hope. Wow. And so he goes, whenever you come to the center, we give you a plan. Yeah. And in that plan, hmm. it feels like nothing is working. And then after about 21 days, all of a sudden things start clicking and you go, oh, wait, I have a plan, mm-hmm. which means someday I'm going to be on the other side of this. Yeah. And the view is worth it on the other side. Totally. And so I want to encourage you that there is a plan for mm-hmm. you, that God has a plan for you. Mm-hmm. And whenever you realize that you have a vision for your life and then you have a plan, even when you are in in like the darkest time of your life, how to stay encouraged in the dark is finding a plan. And it can be practical things about yeah. waking up. We're big where I have my water jug in for front sure. of me. We're yeah. big on water. For sure. Yeah. What are some other things? Wake that up. Be- yeah. Go to bed early. Wake up early. Uh, eat right. Drink water. If you're not doing those things and you feel off, start doing those things first. After 100 days of doing that with no interruption, you might feel a little differently. You might even have hope about what you could do next. Yes. Yeah. Everything starts with small steps. So I want to encourage you. Zechariah 4.10, do not be despised by small beginnings. Mm. Some of you start small. If you miss a day, don't beat up on yourself. Just go because you don't want to miss two days in a row. Yeah. But even if you do, get back in. But Mm -hmm. if you miss a day, just go tomorrow I'm going to do it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's really about consistency. It's about that plan and it gives you the hope to stay encouraged in the dark. Absolutely. Awesome. Hey, thank you guys for being with us today. Appreciate it. Um and we look forward to you guys letting us know how you are doing hmm. um in your seasons and we are releasing um uh, final one. We are releasing our fall film and it is called Keymaker. Keymaker, yeah. and it actually deals with all these things we're Absolutely. talking about. It now, we are going to be um, showing it online and at Victory October 2022. Yeah, we're going to be showing it October 29th and 30th. That's a Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah, then it's going to be posted on YouTube. I want to encourage you, regardless when you listen to this podcast, I want you to go and look Victory Tulsa YouTube Keymaker. Yeah. And it is a short film. It's about 40 minutes long, but it is a story that is so good. It is such a good story, but it deals everything from suicide thoughts, mental and emotional health. And it's a story. It's a parable. All right. So it's a story. But at the end of it, the God's restoration and resurrection power that he can have on our mental and emotional health. Thank you guys for watching and tuning in today. We'll see you next time. See you next time.